Before announcing the topic of our uh, Dhamma talk uh, this evening, allow me to uh, make a short certain uh, correction, namely uh, towards the end of uh, last night's uh, talk, um, the uh, uh, passage uh, from the Samyutta Nikaya uh, was uh, given, namely about ultimately about uh, restraint of the senses and a conversation you know, that took place uh, between King Udena and a particular elder. And uh, the name of the elder you know, was wrongly given as Pendola Bharat Raja. And uh, there's a slight mistake. <laughs> and his name is uh, correctly, or his correct name is Pindola Bharat Waja. So <laughs> a difference between uh, an R and a V. But it does certainly make a difference in meaning. And certainly, so I apologize for this and hope this is then taken care of. Now, the topic of our Dhamma talk this evening is Dhamma Nupasana Satipatthana part 2. So yesterday it was part 1. And yesterday we dealt with Dhamma Nupasana in general and then went on to discuss the hindrances, also mentioning a few general aspects first, and then we exemplified everything by using the hindrance of sense desire. Now, today we will move on and certainly then touch upon the seven enlightenment factors or awakening factors, Sata Sambhojanga, in the Pali scriptural language. And there's simply not enough time within this retreat to deal with the five aggregates and then the six sense spheres and the Four Noble Truths that we will probably touch upon later. Now, what we shall do is, with regard to the seven awakening factors, is to first mention again some general aspects about their relevance and relevance to the realization of the Dhamma. And then we shall take a closer look at certain causes that causes or ways to arouse the enlightenment factor of mindfulness, Satisambhajanga, since this is the most important one among the seven and then also ways of arousing the enlightenment factor of equanimity. Now, The realization of the Dhamma, enlightenment or awakening is not something that comes as a gift of heavenly gift of some supreme being, but rather occurs when certain conditions are present. And 
the in you know, this context and in the context of satipatthana meditation practice these seven enlightenment factors play an important role now the pani term sambhojanga then needs to be explained and certainly so it consists of some and then bojanga and bojanga then can be further broken down into bodhi and uh, anga. And uh, you know, there are several, you know, there are at least two you know, meanings you know, to you know, the term, no, actually three, mm, you know, at least you know, three you know, meanings to the term you know, bojanga. Now, the first uh, interpretation of uh, Bodhi is as enlightenment or an enlightened person. And the Pali term Anga means a causative factor. So in other words, a cause for enlightenment or a causative factor of an enlightened being. Now, the second interpretation of Bodhi and Satna Anga is the body is that or is knowledge that comprehends the four noble truths and anga here means part or portion and so when we combine those two terms then it becomes the specific part of knowledge that sees or comprehends the four noble truths so this certainly requires some further uh, explanations. Namely, as Satna mentioned already much early on uh, in uh, one of the uh, Dhamma talks uh, during uh, the retreat, um, knowledge is certainly um, something, intuitive knowledge is certainly something that occurs in many different ways. There's not just one single type of intuitive knowledge. So there's, for instance, the insight knowledge of discerning mind and matter, and then there's the insight knowledge of discerning cause and effect, and then there's the insight knowledge of comprehension, etc., etc. Now, the Patisambhida Magga, the path of discrimination, speaks of even 73 kinds of knowledge. And so out of those, that rather highly developed knowledge that then comprehends the Four Noble Truths is known as Bojanga. Now, um, do we understand you know, the you know, four noble truths right away on day one of a retreat if we're entirely new to the meditation practice? Is this likely to happen or not? Bunkley? Not at all. And so, so it certainly takes quite a lot of practice and development of one's intuitive knowledge to then finally grasp the deeper meaning of the Four Noble Truths. Now, a third meaning of Bojanga is as factors causing awakening from sleep induced by the stream of mental defilements. So, here it's uh, 
in the sense of you know, we are under normal circumstances when the mind is overwhelmed by unwholesome mental states, we're said to be in a state of footness, slumber or sleep. So we're not really uh, aware of what's going on in the world. We see you know, formations in a deluded manner. And so when you know, realization then you know, takes a place, you know, then you know, we you know, wake up from this sleep induced by mental defilements. Now, as for these the seven enlightenment factors, when cultivated and made much of, they surely conduce to the full comprehension, to full comprehension, to wisdom, and certainly to nibbana. And the state of supreme wisdom can or has been defined as a state of harmony of those seven states of body. And the seven enlightenment factors enjoy much relevance and certain appreciation both in Theravada Buddhism and Mahayana Buddhist texts. Now, since they contribute to full comprehension to wisdom and to Nibbana, they've also been referred to by the Buddha as seven conditions of welfare, apparihaniya, dhamma in the Pali scriptural language. They, they cause vision, knowledge, and growth of insight. And then in one particular sutta, which is part of the parita, so discourses of protection, the seven enlightenment factors are referred to as a way for crushing the forces of Mara, or the armies of Mara. Mara Nesena Pamadana Mago. Now, at the very beginning of our retreat, when talking about the goal of the practice or the aim of the practice, it was briefly mentioned that one way of expressing this is vijja and vimuti, namely vision or knowledge and then liberation. And so the seven enlightenment factors contribute towards the gaining of vijja and vimuti.
Now, the importance of uh, you know, the you know, seven enlightenment factors can also you know, be uh, gathered you know, by you know, the fact you know, that you know, if uh, you know, one you know, does not cultivate and you know, make much of you know, these seven factors, then it amounts you know, to um, you know, being negligent and or. or you know, of, and it amounts to neglecting you know, the you know, factors of you know, the Eightfold Noble Path. And so, you know, so if we neglect the factors of the Eightfold Noble Path, you know, then how you know, is uh, right you know, view Samadhiti ever going to uh, arise? Now, the seven enlightenment factors are the following, namely, first of all, the enlightenment factor of mindfulness, Satisambhajanga, then as number two, we have the enlightenment factor of investigation of states, namely Dhamma Sambhajanga, and then as number three, we have the enlightenment factor of effort, Viriya Sambhajanga in the Pali scriptural language, and then number four is the enlightenment factor of joy, P.T. Sambhajanga, and this then is followed by the enlightenment factor of tranquility, Pasadi Sambhajanga, and then as Satna number six, Satna, we have Satna, the enlightenment factor of concentration, Samadhi Sambhajanga, and the last one is Satna, the enlightenment factor of equanimity, Upekatna Sambhajanga. Now, they are you know, given or mentioned in this particular uh, order for a very particular reason, namely you know, because certainly they tend to arise in you know, this certain you know, order. So mind, you know, the enlightenment factor of you know, mindfulness tends to be the first one that becomes certainly predominant. And certainly so when you know, one you know, um, observes objects certainly carefully over and over again, you know, one realizes you know, that one's mindfulness itself, you know, the quality of mindfulness, you know, pretty much you know, comes into you know, the foreground. And so, uh, with you know, this, you know, then um, you know, the you know, enlightenment factor of mindfulness uh, is uh, present, but this happens only you know, when the mindfulness you know, really you know, becomes quite certain outstanding. So we have to you know, attend, mindfully attend you know, to whatever object of meditation uh, comes up, be it a you know, bodily formation, a feeling, you know, the mind, or you know, uh, a, a dhamma uh, as a you know, certain dhamma object. Now, when mindful, the enlightenment certainly factor of mindfulness has come to prominence, then we will start to discern the features 
of certainly the object more you know, clearly and certainly we will you know, then also understand in, in an even you know, deeper you know, manner you know, the distinction between wholesome and unwholesome you know, mental you know, states. And many other um, aspects certainly will be you know, understood in a clear kind certain manner and certainly so you know, when the knowing aspect is certainly very you know, predominant you know, then you know, this certain, you know, then we can say you know, that the enlightenment factor of investigation of states Dhamma which is Sambojanga uh, has certainly come to you know, predominance. Now um, when we carefully investigate certain objects and come you know, to see you know, their you know, true you know, nature you know, in a profound certain you know, way, and uh, you know, with this our you know, view you know, changes, you know, then you know, we feel, you know, um, or we, f you know, uh, we will, you know, we feel fired. Um, our or you know, this will fire our you know, effort. And certainly thus we will be more inclined to make more effort. And certainly with this then, the enlightenment certainly factor of effort, viriya or energy, viriya, sambojanga, will come to prominence. Now, when this... Um, extra energy is certainly being applied to the observation of whatever predominant object arises, then it's quite likely for joy to arise. And when the joy is quite strong, then it qualifies as the enlightenment factor of joy, piti, sambojanga. Now, this Satna joy gradually will do what? Hmm? Oh, it will turn into faith. The joy, mm, it might, but uh, uh, in this connection, what is likely to happen? Yes, Bhakti? And uh, so, how do we get from from, you know, from you know, joy to tranquility? <laughs> so then, I better give the answer. <laughs> so, the joy at first you know, tends to be you know, kind of like uh, um, overflowing you know, joint a little bit on you know, the coarse side, and so, you know, then. Mm, you know, gradually, you know, this certain you know, joy you know, will become more and more refined, and this will lead uh, to um, uh, a stilling of the body, and the stilling of the body will also contribute to you know, the stilling of the mind, and so with this then, happiness has a chance to arise in the stream of consciousness. And so... It is, certain, I'm just certain, you know, thinking about uh, Sunny's answer, you know, namely you know, faith, mm, that we could say that every time we you know, gain some new insight, 
you know, some new understanding, this will uh, you know, for sure you know, then lead to you know, the arising of faith. The faith then you know, will you know, contribute to uh, energy, etc. So it does uh, you know, you know, contribute. Now, what's next? So, with this, then you know, tranquility is there, and certainly you know, the tranquility you know, leads, certainly you know, makes certain you know, happiness certainly you know, possible, and certainly you know, then you know, when you know, the mind is happy and the body is still, what is likely to uh, arise? Concentration. There you go, and certainly you know, since you know, one of the proximate causes for it, you know, the arising of concentration, is indeed a happy state of mind. And so, if your mind is all you know, worried about what could happen next and about your your future, etc., then it's going to be rather unlikely for concentration to arise. Now, when uh, the enlightenment factor of concentration is uh, or has come to prominence, and certainly we then e evenly look at it or you know, observe it, you know, then um, then the enlightenment factor of equanimity is certainly said to have come to you know, prominence. Now, to be very clear. The you know, seven enlightenment factors you know, do not arise all at once when we experience them you know, for you know, the first time, but rather you know, it's a gradual process, and so, you know, so you know, one by one will they come you know, to you know, prominence in your meditation practice, and so. You know, if your practice is up to you know, that level, then please do pay attention to you know, this process and certainly check whether you can spot them or not. Now, in the case of or, or you know, further detail here is that you know, once a particular enlightenment factor has arisen, then you know, the next one will you know, follow. And certainly with this, and then another one will follow, etc. And certainly so one by one, or, or one at a time, will be in the foreground. And certainly the others will be somewhat more in the background. And as certainly for the enlightenment factor of joy, namely piti, sambhajanga, this at first might certainly be rather strong in terms of intensity, and certainly the very strong joy has a somewhat agitating effect on the mind, and as such, it needs to well be weakened and certainly be brought to an acceptable level. So eventually, all of the enlightenment factors will be present in the mind, and then it's important to develop um, or you know, to ensure you know, that they will be 
equally you know, developed in you know, strength. So if you have one of the enlightenment factors that is you know, extremely weak and you know, the others are you know, very you know, strong, you know, then it's you know, as a whole, you know, they're not going to you know, perform their you know, work you know, properly. So, um, Venerable Bhikkhut Bodhi is saying, at the matured stage of development, all seven factors of enlightenment are present simultaneously, each making its own distinctive contribution to uh, the process of meditation. And Satya, this is a remark from his translation of the Samyutta Nikaya. Now, there are, there's an internal, or there are internal and certain external conditions that contribute to you know, the arising of you know, the seven enlightenment factors, as Satna mentioned in the 46 Satna collection of Satna discourses. Um, you know, in the Samyutta Nikaya, namely Discourse Satna 49 and then 48 and Satna 50. And so the chief internal condition is careful uh, attention, whereas you know, the chief external condition is Satna good friendship. And so careful attention, which is being directed at developing the respective enlightenment factor. Now, if you have a teacher or other spiritual friend who can give you advice on how to develop the seven enlightenment factors, then this will also help tremendously. Now, two other conditions are being mentioned in the same Samyutta, namely virtue and diligence. Now, in the context of the seven enlightenment factors, it's good to know that they arise in the context of a certain cause or well series of causal connections. And this is being described in the sixth discourse of the 46th Samyutta, so collection. And certainly it all starts with a restraint of the senses, so we restrain our eyes, our ears, the nose, the tongue, the body, and the mind. Now, by restraining the sense doors, 
it is certainly likely that certainly we will no longer restrain, that we will no longer transgress physically nor verbally. And if we restrain the mind, then transgressions of on a mental level also become less likely. Now, the result of this is good conduct by body, speech and mind. And this, in turn, then is said, according to this particular passage, to lead on to the arising of the four establishments of mindfulness. So this then becomes a possibility. Now, when one practices the four establishments of mindfulness, Chattaro, Satipatthana, and Bhani, then they will lead Satna to the development of the seven enlightenment Satna factors. And these, in turn, will lead to the arising of true knowledge, Vijja, and Satna liberation, Vimutti, namely the goal of the, of the spiritual life. Now, still, in terms of you know, general comments about certain you know, the enlightenment, certain you know, factors, you know, there is an interesting you know, connection between you know, the enlightenment factors and certain you know, the hindrances. And certain you know, so as we've you know, seen, you know, the enlightenment certain you know, factors um, are or produce a rather you know, profitable. No, the results, whereas certain of the hindrances no, lead to no, many negative certain consequences. So you know, the enlightenment factors, that, as mentioned you know, just a few moments ago, lead to you know, the arising of true knowledge and uh, you know, then liberation, uh, or you know, or you know, vision, and uh, whereas you know, the hindrances lead to uh, the absence of knowledge and uh, vision. So these two you know, sets of you know, factors you know, work in. Uh, opposing uh, directions. Now, when it comes to you know, the enlightenment factor of investigation of states, this contrasts with you know, the hindrance of skeptical doubt. And skeptical doubt arises when we do not discern clearly between wholesomeness and unwholesomeness. And so then when we don't see that difference clearly, with surely we are confused and then doubts about the true nature of phenomena has a chance to arise. 
And so, so when we then you know, deeply you know, investigate what is actually you know, going on you know, in terms of physical phenomena, in terms of mental phenomena, then um, you know, we will see wholesomeness as wholesomeness and unwholesomeness as unwholesomeness. And so that distinction then becomes very clear. And so you know, then skeptical doubt uh, you know, will have no chance to arise. Now, the enlightenment factor of energy, viri sambhujang or viriya sambhujang, then opposes the hindrance of sloth and satna torpor. So, in the presence of strong energy, the sloth and torpor will fade away. And then there's another. Mm, contrast here, namely, or uh, anti, uh, antithesis uh, between uh, the enlightenment factor of uh, calmness, of tranquility, pasadi, uh, sambhojanga, and uh, the double uh, hindrance of uh, restlessness and uh, remorse. So when the enlightenment factor of tranquility you know, comes to you know, prominence, you know, and certainly it is obviously a wholesome you know, mental state, you know, then um, you know, the opposing you know, force of you know, restlessness and certain remorse you know, will gradually you know, lose its strength, will lose its certain foothold you know, in the mind, and certainly then both of these certainly will eventually um, disappear. Now, in the text, the five hindrances have been referred to by different terms. And certainly, so they're, for instance, called obstructions of the mind that weaken wisdom. And this we've mentioned already yesterday. On the other hand, the uh, enlightenment certain factors lead to true knowledge and certain liberation. The hindrances have been compared you know, to corruptions of gold, to parasitic forest trees, you know, to impurities in water, you know, which obscure the reflection of one's certain face. And Satna thus, they're said to be makers of blindness, destructive to wisdom, destructions, distractions from the path to Nibbana. Whereas Satna, the enlightenment Satna factors are makers of Satna vision and knowledge, promoters of wisdom, of wisdom aids along the path to Nibbana. Now, among the you know, seven enlightenment factors, 
mindfulness certainly plays certainly the key role since it is said to be profitable on all occasions whereas the remaining six enlightenment factors are profitable only on certain specific occasions now it may happen that even though your practice may be at a rather advanced level and the mind is quite developed, yet your mind may get somewhat sluggish. And in a case like this, the enlightenment factors of investigation of states, of effort and joy should be cultivated and developed. Now, the reason for this is that these three, investigation of states and energy and joy, are said to be the more active ones. And so they then can drive away the sluggishness of the mind, linam chaitam in the Panitna scriptural language. Now, if you've had some outstanding experience, some new discovery, then the mind is likely to get excited and a certain degree of agitation will be there. And then it is necessary to put this mind down, to calm it, to cool it. And this can be best done according to the Patavika Sina Nidis of the Visuddhi Magga and also according to the Bojanga Samyutta of the Samyutta Nikaya by, by cultivating and developing the mental or the enlightenment factors of tranquility, of concentration and of equanimity. And such an elated and agitated state of mind in the Pani scriptural language is known as Udatam Chigdam. Now, the seven enlightenment new factors are um, associated with plenty of benefits, in particular for our spiritual life, but and we've mentioned some aspects here, and then the enlightenment factors are also said to have some curative effects. And in the literal sense of the word, namely, they help to cure certain chronic illnesses. Now, the Venerable Mahasi side of Burma had a booklet compiled many years ago, which is known as Dhamma Therapy, and it mentions some outstanding cases of curing certain chronic illnesses through the meditation practice, and in particular through the seven enlightenment factors. Illnesses such as heart conditions, 
illnesses you know, such as you know, um, you know, thyroid and you know, then you know, such as you know, um, gas, gastritis, ulcer, uh, no, no, ulcer, uh, etc. Low, no, no, high blood pressure, etc. There's a long, not, not long not list there. We you know, don't have you know, the time to you know, go into you know, this right now. Now, this much in you know, terms of you know, the you know, general uh, aspects connected with you know, the you know, seven enlightenment certain factors and certain you know, then you know, the you know, Satipatthana you know, Sutta gives certain you know, some uh, instructions and certain you know, these are you know, four in you know, number namely one knows whether one of the seven enlightenment factors uh, is present um, or uh, not so present or absent. So that's certain uh, two instructions, and certain uh, then one knows how you know, the respective enlightenment factor arises, and certain uh, then as number four, one knows how uh, it comes certain uh, to uh, full uh, development. So in the case of you know, the you know, seven enlightenment factors, the instructions are somewhat you know, different you know, from you know, the you know, uh, five, uh, the instructions for you know, the five hindrances. Now, we shall deal in particular with knowing the conditions that lead to the arising of certain enlightenment, certain factors. Now, in the case of mindfulness, quite some time ago, the two proximate causes for the arising of mindfulness were given mindfulness as a mental factor. And those are strong perception, tirasanya, padatan in the Pali scriptural language. And then the second one being the four establishments of mindfulness, kayadi satipatthana, padatana. And now, in the context of the enlightenment factors, we have different ways of arousing them. So first one is certain wise attention geared certain towards certain the development of certain mindfulness, and certain then we have as four further ways to develop the enlightenment factor of mindfulness. Certain the following: number one, mindfulness and certain clear comprehension. 
and Satnya Din as Satnya number two, avoiding unmindful people, and as number three, association with mindful people, and then uh, as the last one, inclining the mind Satnya accordingly towards the development of uh, mindfulness. So, the mindfulness satna here um, is uh, or has been explained you know, already, and uh, its characteristic being non superficiality, and satna then its satna uh, function you know, being non forgetfulness, asamosa rasa, and satna then its two you know, manifestations you know, being a state of being face to face with you know, the uh, objective field, visabhimukha, bhava, pachabhatana, and satna then you know, we have as a second satna manifestation, ara. Pachabhatana, namely protection. And so, by being mindful of whatever predominant object arises, physical object, feeling, and so on, then gradually our mindfulness gets stronger and stronger, and thus eventually it turns into a type of mindfulness that then deserves the title enlightenment factor. Now, in the case of clear comprehension, Nasampajanya, this has been defined in the Sati Patana Sutta as clearly knowing or clearly comprehending in a broader sense of what one is currently doing, namely, <coughs> sorry. Um, clearly comprehending of uh, walking, of stretching, of bending, of turning around, looking to one side and the other, and certain other uh, activities that make up uh, ordinary life. Now, in terms of uh, the, the second uh, way of uh, arousing the enlightenment factor of mindfulness, it is certainly quite obvious to avoid unmindful people. So, if you, let's say, your practice gets pretty refined and then you're making many new discoveries, and then if you happen to then um, allow a conversation with uh, a fellow uh, yogi who is uh, rather absent-minded uh, and uh, who uh, easily gets lost in other uh, activities, uh, then um, uh, this conversation might certainly uh, go on uh, for five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and even uh, longer, and certainly uh, you risk uh, to uh, lose uh, the refinement of uh, uh, your uh, practice. And certainly, uh, thus, uh, avoiding such absent-minded fellow meditators or other human beings then uh, might help to um, encourage the arising of the enlightenment factor of mindfulness. Now, 
on the positive side to associate with retreatants or with human beings who are very mindful from moment to moment and who whose practices may be more advanced this can be to the one's own advantage it's not association by talking or other means but rather just by maybe seeing how another meditator is practicing how diligent he or she is and how continuous the mindfulness of the retreatant is and that then will inspire oneself and one might then be willing to um, be more mindful uh, oneself. Now, understanding the uh, importance of the enlightenment factor of uh, mindfulness <coughs> sorry, for uh, the uh, realization of uh, the Dhamma, understanding that mindfulness is uh, the uh, most uh, uh, pro- or, or the most beneficial uh, one among uh, the seven, we uh, will then want uh, to uh, increase mindfulness more and more. And so we will then give top priority to the cultivation and development of mindfulness under all circumstances. If we notice in the course of the day that there's a certain area, certain activity where we kind of operate on automatic pilot, then it would be high time to um, change this and bring much mindfulness to this activity. So inclining the mind towards the development of mindfulness will eventually produce the desired result. And please do note that the commentator here mentions inclining the mind. And inclining the mind is a rather subtle thing. It's just you... Um, turn your mind in a certain way. Uh, it doesn't mean that suddenly you have to be very pushy. Uh, it's just in a subtle, gentle way um, you give it a certain uh, direction. And eventually, you know, the mind, as, since the mind is already pretty refined, it gets the message and it then goes in that, in, in that particular direction. Now, as certain for factors that contribute to the arising of the enlightenment factor of equanimity. Now, according to the Buddha, 
The way to bring about equanimity is certainly through wise, certainly attention, mm, namely mm, wise attention to be continually mindful you know, from moment to moment and uh, without certainly any you know, break and based on the intention to develop uh, equanimity. Now, in the texts, uh, we you know, find, namely in the you know, commentary to the Samyutta Nikaya, you know, we find you know, further you know, causes for you know, causes you know, that uh, you know, then help you know, to arouse you know, the enlightenment certain you know, factor of equanimity, and so these are you know, known as. Uh, Upeka Sambojangataniya Dhamma, or also as Majataka Nankara Dhamma. Now, the first one is maintenance of neutrality towards certain living beings, Sata Majatata in the Pali scripture language. The second one being maintenance of neutrality towards certain formations, Sankhara Majatata. Then, as number three, avoidance of persons who adopt a discriminative attitude towards beings and certain formations, Sata. Sankara Kilayana Bogala Pariwajanata. And then the last one is association with persons who maintain neutrality towards beings and certain formations. Sata Sankara Majata Bogala Sevanata in the Pali scriptural language. And the last one is Satna resoluteness upon equanimity. Tad adimutata in Pali. Now, a brief explanation of Fatna the first Tatna one. Um, so we develop Fatna this, or we maintain neutrality towards Satna all living beings. Namely, by reviewing the fact that one is the heir of one's own karma, that's one way, and certainly secondly, considering that certainly um, from an ultimate point of foot, or from the point of view of ultimate you know, truth, you know, there is you know, no you know, living you know, being to speak of, no you know, particular person, individual, uh, etc. Now, as for you know, developing maintenance of neutrality towards certain formations, you know, this certain you know, then uh, has two aspects to it. You know, the first one is that one you know, reflects on you know, the truth that no one can claim ownership you know, for any. Uh, object, ultimately you know, speaking. So you know, whatever is you know, said to be you know, your you know, property um, under, you know, let's say, legal you know, considerations, you know, when you know, the time of you know, death you know, approaches and you, know, you cross over you know, from this existence to you know, the next, you know, then you, know, you are no longer you know, the owner of you know, those you know, material items.
Now, the second the way to the bring about that neutrality towards certain formations is certain by um, seeing formations in a constant state of flux. And certainly this then, this particular knowledge, then is certainly said to eliminate any form of egotism. And it will then bring about an attitude of neutrality towards all phenomena. Now, as certain for those certain who showed favoritism or a discriminative attitude towards certain beings and certain formations, so if we stay away from people who are very biased, then we do not certain risk of being influenced by them. And then associating with those who are themselves rather or who maintain neutrality towards beings and formations, well, this by way of association then will set a good example and we might then learn how to be more neutral and this then will help our practice. Now the last point is resoluteness upon that equanimity. So really to be determined to develop this enlightenment factor of equanimity, and so we use within use every possible every situation to. Um, uh, then uh, strengthen our equanimity. If we find uh, that on certain occasions uh, the mind is still uh, rather uh, reactive, uh, we learn from this and uh, we then uh, try to uh, be uh, more balanced uh, about uh, whatever it might uh, be. Now, this then brings us Satna to the end of our discourse Satna today. And Satna, let me conclude. I may throw a restraint of the senses, or through restraining the senses, may good conduct by body, speech, and mind occur. May this then set the foundation for the arise for the development of the four establishments of mindfulness. May these then, in the course of the meditation practice, lead to an emergence of each and every of the seven enlightenment factors and may they then gradually come to prominence and then may they become well balanced of equal strength. May they be in good harmony 
and certainly may this then ultimately lead you know, to the state of Vijaya Vimutti, namely of true knowledge and liberation. And may it happen either you know, for a first time, you know, either during this very retreat here at the forest uh, you know, refuge, or you know, may it happen at a later point uh, during some uh, uh, other retreat. And this is it for now. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.